0: back.
1: It's <laughs> so We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. That's Pete.
0: That's Stacy.
1: And before we get into another, my so-called life recap, we had to do a show and tell.
0: Yes. I feel like it's been a long time.
1: It's been a while.
0: Too long. <laughs> Who's coming up in front of the class?
1: At the front of the classroom, we have Regina Madrid.
0: Regina was born June 25th, 1983.
1: Oh, that's funny. Two friends that I went to school with had that birthday.
0: So does Return of the Jedi, as far as that year.
1: Oh, well, no, I mean <laughs> June 25th. Oh, oh,
0: okay.
1: Except it wasn't that year, it was 1980.
0: For my Return friends. of the Jedi?
1: No, for my friends.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> Regina's favorite 80s movie, Mask.
0: Ah, favorite 80s song? Girls just want to have fun.
1: favorite 90s movie simon birch
0: one i'd forgotten about until she wrote it here yeah favorite 90s song always be my baby by mariah carey such
1: a happy song yes favorite 80s or 90s tv shows cheers home improvement frasier King of the Hill, and the Golden Girls.
0: That is a solid list. It is. Toy that she loved most as a child, my Cabbage Patch dolls.
1: Me too! (laughs) Favorite book that you loved as a child or teenager? She says, I loved the Babysitter's Club books.
0: We may have something over on Patreon that you might like.
1: That is true. We, we have some good Babysitter's Club content over yes, there. Yes, <laughs> we do. I still have all my Babysitter's Club books. I know. It makes me so happy. I wish I had time to reread them all.
0: Make the time. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite place to go in the mall in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s? Hot Topic and Sam Goody.
1: Classics. Yes. 90s Classics. 90s slash early 2000s classics. <laughs> <laughs> Who were your celebrity crushes as a kid or teen? I added this question in for 2023. Oh, I like this one. I didn't used to ask this yeah. question. JTT, Devin Sawa, Eric Von Detten, and Hansen.
0: All the Hansons?
1: I mean, I believe that's Hansen as a collective. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think she would have specified otherwise.
0: <laughs> Anything additional you'd like to add about nostalgia or your personal memories of growing up? She says, I loved sleepovers with my cousin Grace and sending and receiving letters from
1: her. Oh, I love that. I do too. That's so sweet. I wonder how far away they lived from each other.
0: I don't know. To
1: send and receive letters, although they could have done that and lived down the road from each other. Same town. Hello. We used to write notes to our friends in class. So That's true. There was something about getting a letter in the mail. There still is.
0: It's even more unique now, but even back then, it was special. You're like, oh my gosh, I got a letter.
1: Yeah. Well, and like in high school, there was a guy that I liked and we used to pass notes at school, Mm -hmm. but in the summer, sometimes he would come and leave something in the mailbox for me, like not mail it, but just hand deliver it, but deliver it to the mailbox. And then sometimes like if he would tell me he was coming and I would go leave a letter back to him in the mailbox. I don't know why it felt so romantic.
0: I wonder how often they wrote to each other.
1: I know. Regina, tell us more.
0: Yeah. Regina, do you still have any of those (gasps) letters? Could you share any with us?
1: Yes. Lately, we've had people sending us letters that we've started reading on the podcast. It's pretty fun. It is fun. I also just wanted to share. She didn't mention it, but I wanted to mention that Regina has an amazing, nostalgic Instagram page, forever underscore 90s underscore fan. She may have a TikTok too. I haven't found her on TikTok yet, but go look. She's always just been so kind and supportive of us sharing our content. She tags me, which is so nice because not everyone does that. So thank you, Regina. Yes, thank you. I love your content and I'm so happy that you participated in our show and tell. You may take your seat now. <laughs> and if you'd like to participate in our show and tell, you can email us at we don't want to grow up at gmail.com and request a questionnaire to fill out.
0: We might send it to you, we may not.
1: Oh, I always do.
0: You always do, don't you?
1: Yes. There are a lot still in the queue that we haven't gotten to yet.
0: I can't wait to read them all. I know. And if you enjoy our podcast and you want to connect with us, here are some of the ways that you can find us.
1: We're on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod.
0: We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up.
1: We're on Facebook at We Don't Want to Grow Up Podcast.
0: And we have an awesome Facebook group, The Cozy Club-Fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up.
1: Yes, you just have to answer a few questions and agree to follow the group rules to join. And our awesome mod Joanna will accept your request.
0: And moderate you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we'll all have a cozy time.
0: Yes, we will. And if you want even more podcast content, you're hungry for more, you can join us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And you can gain access to over 50 additional episodes.
1: Yes, we're about to add a new addition to our Pilots on Patreon series. We're going to be covering the pilot episode of Married with Children. We recently recast Girls Just Want to Have Fun and Can't Buy Me Love if they had been made in the 90s.
0: Awesome content.
1: We play a lot of fun games. It's a good time. It is. And last but not least... If you'd like to purchase We Don't Want to Grow Up merchandise, you can go to
0: we-don't-wanna-grow-up.myspreadshop.com. up
1: I feel like you just have to say it like that.
0: You do. It needs a <laughs> cadence and a rhythm. It,
1: it does.
0: <laughs> or come check our link tree.
1: Yes, it's much easier. You just yes. go to our link tree, click the button. And if you have bought our merch, send us pics, wearing it, using whatever items you ordered. We'd love to see it.
0: We would. And now, back to our show.
1: That's right. It's time for My So-Called Life.
0: This is episode eight, Strangers in the House.
1: It originally aired October 20th, 1994.
0: Number one song at that point. You want to take a stab at it?
1: Oh, this is new.
0: Yeah. On Nin- that day.
1: 94?
0: 94, October 20th, 1994. Number one song, Boys to Men. I'll Make Love to You.
1: Oh. That's not really my so-called life vibes, but it was Stacy and Pete vibes. Yes, it was. Not together, separately. Separately, we enjoyed that song. Yeah. yeah. I actually was just talking with one of our followers. I, I think she's a listener. I'm not sure, but... Chrissy about how she's younger than me. So she was saying how that album, too, was basically like her middle school, all wrapped up like middle school dances and everything. And I was right. like, me too, except high school.
0: Yeah. Like, I remember.
1: Yes. I remember those songs playing at all of our high school dances. And she was just it's funny, like how inappropriate we were slow dancing with a boy in the seventh grade. To I'll make love to you mm-hmm. is. But it happened. Right. And I didn't think anything of it really back then.
0: Listen, I was grown at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we were older, but still for me, middle school, it was End of the Road
0: My Moisterman. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. OK.
1: That was my first dance with a boy. That's right. Anyway, I like that nice little bit of information. Surprise information. It's like pop up videos over here. Pop up video.
0: <laughs> so in this episode, Sharon has to temporarily stay with the chases after her father has a heart attack.
1: You know what's interesting is we both kind of groaned when we realized which <laughs> we episode we were getting to. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, just overall, not my fave, but there's still a huge list of things that I've written down here. There is. Pete and I were just getting into it a little bit, lovingly, about how I basically have written down the whole episode. Listen,
0: <laughs> you, you only get one chance to cover this show.
1: I know. I just you feel know? like I need to cover all the bases. Right. And even still, like, I'll hear from people sometimes who say like, I wish you had talked more about this in that episode. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, not in a mean way or anything, sure. but the last episode that we covered, they were wishing that we had talked more about Graham and Patty's pregnancy scare.
0: Well, listen, I unfortunately, perhaps tune a lot of the Graham and Patty stuff out.
1: (laughs) Well, here's what I think the issue is. And I said it to them as well. We're not parents. Yes. So there are some things and there are things we'll talk about in this episode that we do relate to now that we didn't when I watched it as a teenager. I know you weren't watching it, but most of the things that have to do with parenting.
0: (laughs) They don't resonate. They don't resonate
1: with us. And so it's hard for us to really even think about going into that in more depth. I kind of revert back to my teen self when I talk about the show. Right. And the things that stand out to me are more still how I felt when I was a teenager, even though I know that for a lot of people rewatching it, it's a different feeling. Different yeah. perspective because yeah, you're a parent now. different
0: perspective, right. Yeah. So they, they do probably look at it from that perspective now and they're like, oh, I get it, Graham. I get it.
1: Right. I'm mm-hmm. like,
0: Graham, I don't get it. <laughs> Angela, I know how you feel. Yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's it. It's like we can relate more to being an angsty teen than we can to being 40-year-old parents because – we're 40 year old adults who
0: not only just do have we not want to grow up, right? Yeah, we, we don't have grow not up. grown up. We, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we joke sometimes that I feel like we still live like college kids occasionally. Sometimes, yes. But then there are other times where I'm like, I don't want to sleep on an air mattress if I don't have to.
0: Yeah, right. Like if I have a choice <laughs> that is not cozy, that is not comfortable, <laughs> that is
1: not our California king therapeutic no, mattress. It, it is
0: not. <laughs> Even that I complain about and I need a new one as yeah, an adult. We do. We do. But also...
1: Also, we played Tetris last night.
0: We played Tetris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: and we have a room full of our childhood toys.
0: We do. <laughs> next
1: door. It's fine.
0: But it's okay to be both, right? Yes. It's fine.
1: It is. You can and be a
0: parent and... And there's
1: nothing wrong with being a parent. We just don't relate to it. Exactly. We love parents.
0: We don't see we the perspective.
1: 10 out of 10 recommend.
0: 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Should I start with these favorite moments since I have so many more than you?
0: Let me... Check your list. Hold on.
1: Santa Claus? Check it twice.
0: Hold on. I'm still scrolling. (laughs) Wait a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why don't you start?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. My very first favorite moment. If we did this differently, this would be an HM, right? Okay. But with my so-called life, we tend to just list them all. We do. So Graham and Patty are at the office. And Patty's on the phone with a client and she's trying to think of a color. And then Graham helps her remember the color. And it's saffron. Mm -hmm. Of course, I think she says saffron. So I don't know which is the right way to say it.
0: I say saffron.
1: Yes. And she says, saffron, one of the great colors. (laughs) And it just makes me laugh. And it also makes me think of that amazing Gap commercial. I'm just mad about saffron.
0: Saffron's Saffron's mad mad about me. me. I
1: have shared that commercial multiple times because people love it. And every time I randomly post a different one, everyone's like, do the belly yellow one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I noticed in this scene? What? Patty was on the phone. Okay. Yes. But she was holding the phone with the side of her head under her shoulder. Yeah. I cannot do that.
1: Well, this week. Was it you I was talking to on the phone?
0: Oh, yes. That was no. That was when I was in California.
1: Yes. Twice. (laughs) It's like I I, maybe because I was at my mom's house, I was like reverting back to my teen self. I tried to hold my iPhone between my shoulder and my (laughs) ear. Yeah. yeah. And both times I hung up on him. Yeah. And I was like, man, I, I miss being able to do that. And I'm like, well, I could just put my AirPods in my ears.
0: I can't do it for a different reason. I can't lay on my side and I can't hold a phone. With my Cause shoulder because of my yeah glass neck. Poor guy. Poor guy. That's what I noticed in this scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I miss the days when I could do that.
0: Yeah. or I'm like, oh, she's so lucky. <laughs>
1: she's look at her so flexibility. Look at <laughs> flexibility. Look at that flexibility. Look at that 40 year old flexibility.
0: She's so spry.
1: <laughs> we always say how we feel like we look younger than her, but obviously she's, she's more flexible.
0: Yes. She's got that flexibility. <laughs> she, <laughs> from one of my books, her spine is supple.
1: <laughs> <Ew>.
0: <laughs>
1: His eyes were gray. <laughs>
0: gray. Ugh. Oh, that gets me every time.
1: All right. Should I do another one since I have yes, so many? Yes,
0: please. Do three and then we'll come to me.
1: <laughs> okay. So after Graham has come to the school to get Sharon, because... Sharon's father has had a heart attack and he's, you know, coming to tell her and take her to the hospital. Angela sees him there and she just gets up and leaves class because it's her dad. And, you know, and he's talking to her saying, you know, you should go meet your mom at Sharon's house after school. Help her get some clothes and stuff to take to Camille and Sharon at the hospital. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know where the spare key is, which is just like a reminder that Angela used to be so close to them. Right. Anyway, so we get this moment of Angela going into Sharon's bedroom, which I believe looks almost identical to how it looked when she was a kid, except she has posters on the wall. We paused it a couple of times. We saw Jonathan Brandis, rest in peace,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Joey Lawrence. She's got this amazing floral wallpaper. It's definitely an 80s kid's bedroom (laughs) in the flashback. So Angela is remembering and they have a flashback of the two of them as kids after Sharon has gotten her tonsils out. Angela is saying to her, like, she wants her tonsils out, too. Like, that's how close of friends they are. Right. You know, and Sharon's like, no, you don't. It hurts. And Angela gives her her hand and says, squeeze my hand as hard as it hurts. And then, you know, Sharon squeezes it and they laugh. And it's this sweet little moment. And then this moment comes back around. At the end, but I feel like I need to save it for the end of favorite moments.
0: save it for the end.
1: Next up, the first night that Sharon stays with them at the Chase house, Graham's asking if anybody's eaten, and Sharon says she's not hungry. And then Graham and Danielle both say, me neither. And then we have a voiceover of Angela saying,
0: I felt like a really shallow person because I was hungry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then the next morning, Angela has this big muffin in her hand and she and Patty are talking in the bedroom and Sharon wakes up and Patty snatches the muffin out of Angela's hand. And she's like, look, we saved you a muffin. (laughs)
0: She's like, right.
1: Angela's like, right. Right. Poor Angela's starving over here. Yeah. Nobody's worried about feeding her. No. (laughs) Because Sharon's going through all this.
0: She ceased to matter.
1: (laughs) But it's kind of relatable, right? Like when you're 15, you don't really have like that awareness in you to not be selfish.
0: Right, exactly. You still, for the most part, probably are just thinking of yourself.
1: Yeah. Although she still wasn't saying those things no. outwardly. So that was kind of relatable because we all can be selfish and we all mm-hmm. have those thoughts. You just have to know when when to say things out loud and when to keep it quiet. Yes. Keep, keep it to yourself.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite moments is tied in with this, it's when Sharon first finds out that her dad has had the heart attack. All she can do is focus on her boyfriend. Yes. Like that's all she can think about. All she's doing is trying to get in touch with him and she's freaking out because she can't. Like that was relatable. It's like priorities at that age were quite a bit different, right?
1: Yes. But also I think she was trying to not think about how upset she was. So she thought Kyle would be a nice distraction.
0: Yes. But she didn't think about it at all. Like maybe think about it a little bit and then go distract yourself.
1: Well, she probably was thinking about it.
0: No, they did not show us that. We (laughs) We don't have
1: Sharon's narration.
0: No, we don't. So the evidence we have is that she didn't because they didn't show us it.
1: (laughs) I think she was because we just see her build up later and then she's very upset.
0: Right. Because she hasn't thought about it.
1: But also 15. No, 15 year olds just don't know how (laughs) to handle their emotions like that. And especially when something like this, that shocking happens out of nowhere and you've never experienced anything like that. It's really hard to know how to act, especially when you're, your hands are tied. There's nothing she can do. True. You know?
0: I guess my moment's not very good.
1: No, I'm not saying it's not good. It's relatable, though, I think. A little bit. I mean, I, I have not experienced that. I didn't experience that as a teenager. But I definitely know what it's like to kind of not self-soothe. What's the word I'm thinking of? Not distraction, but like it's like she's avoiding her mm-hmm. actual emotions.
0: Right. She is. But like I experienced tragic loss at 18 mm-hmm. and I guess it's a little bit different because it was a death, which is, you know, more immediate than somebody having a heart attack. Right. I wasn't immediately looking for my girlfriend. I did immediately feel those feelings and express those emotions.
1: Well, maybe you're just more in touch with your feelings than she is.
0: Perhaps. Yes. Sharon, I judge you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Also, 18 is a lot different than 15. A lot happens in those years.
0: That's true. I was quite mature.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up for me, kind of going off of what you were saying, Sharon and Kyle are at school and they go into the band room and Sharon is giving Kyle what for? Mm -hmm. She is yelling at him. She's telling him that he hasn't been there for her while she's so upset about her dad. She's left five messages for him. Kyle, five she needs him. And Kyle also cannot deal with his emotions or, or hers and leaves to go to class. He's just like, oh, OK, I have to go. Not capable of that. No. This boy. So Sharon's crying as he leaves. And then Brian, who was in the room when they came in, had hidden behind some instruments witnessing this whole fight. And he accidentally knocks over some instruments.
0: Trying to slink away.
1: Yes. And she sees him and just jumps on him. Uh, Hugging him.
0: Yeah. She just needs somebody to comfort her.
1: Yeah. And so he just stands there for a minute and then slowly starts to put his arms around her. And then.
0: And then we get the ever, ever sensitive (laughs) Rayanne and her comment.
1: Comparing instruments. (laughs) Yeah. And of course, Sharon and Brian step away from each other. Yes. Ricky and Rayanne run down the hall laughing.
0: Right. Because they have no idea what's going on. But again, maybe don't always be a dick, (laughs) Rayanne. Yeah.
1: I think maybe they did know what was going on, because I think right after that, Rayanne is talking to her about what happened with her dad.
0: Oh, well, that's even worse. Yeah.
1: It doesn't surprise me, though. No. That she would still have that reaction. So right after that, Brian and Ricky are breaking down the Sharon moment and what it means, which I love. Yes. And Brian says...
0: But what about, you know, Kyle? I mean, they've been, like, umbilically attached for, like, a month. Kyle was probably her popular jock phase. Now she's moving into her awkward but sensitive guy phase. you know? So, you're saying I'm like someone's face? Hey, I wish I was. Poor Ricky. Poor Ricky.
1: (laughs) Oh, he just wants to be loved. He does. But I love that the two of them are talking about what that means.
0: Yeah, it's like their friendship has started to build.
1: It has. We've seen it in bits here and there. Yeah. Which actually makes me sad because later, Brian is talking to Angela and he says, Your friend Ricky told me. And I'm just like, No, he's your friend. Right. Oh, next for me, it's just a small moment, but Danielle is looking in the fridge and she's like, there's like nothing edible in here. And then Patty walks up to her to prove her wrong and looks and then says the exact same thing. There's like nothing edible in here. And of course, this is because they all count on Graham to feed them. Yes. Which is kind of like at this point, it's still been sort of unsaid, although we've seen him cooking a lot and things like that. But it was kind of like a subtle acknowledgement of the fact that Graham is all sorts of discombobulated and upset about, What's happened to his friend?
0: Yes. This has impacted him. In a big way. In a big way.
1: Because, I mean, it's making him think about himself. Really. Right. It's a, what do
0: they say? It's an existential crisis.
1: <laughs> yes. Because they're the same age. Yeah. And he's talking about how much more healthy Mr. Chersky is. Yeah. Than he is. Because Mr. Chersky always telling him to eat less butter <laughs> or to stop <laughs> eating butter. <laughs> Get some. I can't believe it's not butter, Graham.
0: That's right. It's heart healthy. <laughs> All right. One of my favorite moments, we get Danielle talking to Angela and she says, if dad dies, who's going to give me away? And then we get the fantastic sibling line. You're so weird. Why? Because who's going to marry you? (laughs) (laughs) Solid sibling interaction right there.
1: (laughs) They do a good job. I think I, I actually commented on that to you later in the episode where there's just this very brief interaction between Angela and Danielle and it just felt so real. Yes. The writers are amazing with that mm-hmm. and the actors, but um, there's a moment between Ryan and Sharon in the bathroom, Sharon was in the stall crying and Ryan gets her out, starts talking to her and tells her that she's doing this all wrong. Like, you need to milk this. Yeah. Your dad's in the hospital. Everybody feels sorry for you. Like, like,
0: what are you doing here?
1: Yeah. And so, of course, she offers to take her to the hospital. So then she has an excuse to leave. Yep. <laughs> and then she's like, I'll get Tino to drive us to those hospitals. <laughs> he loves hospitals.
0: That's a thing for Tino.
1: It is. It just keeps, as Sarah McLaughlin would say, it's building a mystery.
0: Yes, it <laughs> is. <A> Tino mystery. <laughs> Were there plans to ever show us Tino?
1: I bet not. I think it's better <sighs> that way. I guess so. It's frustrating, but it's amazing, too. Yes. That's one of the big things people remember when they think about my so called life. They're like, mm-hmm. where's Tino? So this moment, I both love and hate. We don't get a lot of Jordan in this episode, right? But Jordan consoling Angela under the school bleachers. She walks up and he can tell she's crying. He's like,
0: So are you crying or something? You
1: crying or something? <laughs> <laughs> and She's like, yeah. And she's saying,
0: Because I'm lonely. Because I have no friends. Because I'm a terrible, terrible person.
1: That's what she's thinking, and that's why she's really crying. But what she says to him is... Because my friend's father is in the hospital, and he could die. Not Angela's best look. No. Right? But again, like we said, she's also 15. It's not really that off-brand to make it about herself. She's human, you know?
0: She's an opportunist. (laughs) (laughs) yes
1: in this situation she's like i can make jordan feel bad for me and maybe this will bond us more let's Mm -hmm. see how he reacts to my emotions you know that kind of thing so it's this moment where his back is to her and he throws a cigarette down stomps it out and she keeps coming closer i think she knows what he's about to do and he turns around and hugs her and she just like falls into his jacket yeah (laughs) against his shoulder but i always just love you know I love that jacket. She gets to nuzzle into it. (laughs) (laughs) Nuzzle. And there's even this tiny split second where the camera pulls out and he's holding her head in his hand. But it's ruined because of Shane.
0: He is always around. Just like hanging, just like, oh, come on, Catalano, (laughs) Catalano.
1: And you can tell that he kind of feels, you know, Shannon Leto doesn't get a lot of screen time on the show or a lot of lines, but he did some good face acting there. Yeah. And eye acting because you could tell that he was kind of like he almost wanted to smirk at the fact that they were having this moment. But he also like didn't give Jordan a hard time because he knew that it was like he could tell Angela had been crying and stuff. Yeah but also Jordan is immediately embarrassed and he's just like that's rough i got to go and just <laughs> takes off and leaves her there but 15 year old me loved any moment where we got to see any kind of anything with Jordan Catalano but especially physical contact <laughs> 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 it's true i have the moments to admit. you were living for it is <laughs> If I was making a collage on my VHS tapes, which I did often, I would have included that moment.
0: Just the Jordan moments. Yes. The Jordan cut.
1: Oh, yeah. I used to do that a lot.
0: Just the Jordan cut. Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: And I would do that with anybody that I really liked. Really? Yes. He's laughing so hard at me right now. I'm being vulnerable right now.
0: I love that you're sharing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I probably still have some of those in. Oh my, my VHS god! I hope you do. Bin.
0: I want to watch those with you.
1: <laughs> and then when I got older and saw people making videos like that for like Joey and Pacey on Dawson's Creek, like I saw it on YouTube, and I was like, man, I was ahead of my time.
0: You were. <laughs> you absolutely were. <laughs> <I was>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next favorite moment. We get a scene where Angela and Sharon are up in Angela's bedroom. Brian is there as well because he was hanging out with Sharon. But we get this amazingly awkward moment where the camera is on Brian (laughs) and you can see Angela's mirror behind him. And like her bra is like, you know, just kind of tossed over (laughs) it. And he its a good bit of acting. Yes. uh, Right there because he like slowly sees it. And like the awkwardness and uncomfortable feelings that, that he has right there are very evident.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's a good moment because right before he sees it, you can tell on Angela's face that it's right there. Yeah. And she's like, has he seen this yet? Is he going (laughs) to notice? And then, of course, it makes him go and look. Right. So there's actually a Graham and Patty moment. That's a favorite moment here. There's been a buildup this whole episode like we said before Graham was having some problems. He was really struggling and also knowing that Sharon's dad really liked his job and like was happy with everything and it just reminded Graham how much he hates his life basically right <laughs> but mostly his job. He's just not happy working for the printing press, and he doesn't want to gain the account and, you know, do a good job because that would mean...
0: He's doing this. This
1: is his life. Yeah. And he has settled into this. And Patty, you know, they've both been through a lot of emotions with all of this, and Patty finally says...
0: I'm proud of you. I'm glad you landed the account, and you're fired. What? You're
1: fired because I love you, because I don't want to lose you. There's a lot act into that. Yeah. Because I think she knows he's not happy and I think she could see like the way he acted to her previously in a scene a little before that where he's just like I have to get out of this house. Like he was so dramatic and just, you know, obviously didn't know how to handle how he was feeling and couldn't just verbalize it to Patty, but she can sense that distance, you know.
0: I also have something written down about this scene. It's in my least favorite moments. But I wrote, boo-hoo, Graham has to work a job he doesn't like. (laughs) But then I have a very cynical take on all of this. We've seen previously that Angela is an opportunist. Was Graham an opportunist here as well? Was he playing up the fact about how much this was impacting him and how much he hated his job to force Patty to let him stay at home? And not work. I think maybe it was. Maybe <laughs> it's so. genetic. This opportunism. <laughs> that's where Angela gets it from.
1: Well, Angela wasn't trying to get out of school. That was Ryan.
0: Angela was just using a situation
1: For her to benefit. her
0: advantage and benefit.
1: Yes. I don't think Graham was doing that on purpose.
0: Oh, no, I do.
1: <laughs> well, okay. That's your opinion.
0: Hot take.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just thought of it now. <laughs> So if the audience shreds me, I accept.
1: <laughs> I don't think it was planned. I think that he was feeling a certain type of way. Yeah,
0: I think he was a little bit, too. And, and then I think he handed it, it up more
1: clear to him. Well, mm-hmm. he didn't. I mean, because he did like when she said she fired him. He's like, no, Patty, I can't. Well, oh, I mean... no, don't fire me, please. <laughs>
0: uh, OK, I guess so. Uh, I guess okay. I'll stay at home and watch TV. <laughs> Because that's all he wanted to do. I'm going to make muffins and watch television. That's what Graham wants to do. He wanted to
1: be a stay-at-home dad.
0: I'm fine with that.
1: House husband.
0: Good on him, but just be honest about it.
1: Yeah, except I think he did have other things he wanted to do because we see what those dreams are. Yeah. Do you not remember what he ends up wanting to do? Be a chef. Okay. Open a restaurant, right?
0: He's not a chef yet.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just saying that it doesn't mean he just wanted to stay at home and never work again.
0: Right. He had the long play in mind. He knew what he was doing. (laughs) He was aiming for this restaurant all along.
1: And now he doesn't want to lay on the couch eating bonbons?
0: Well, that was phase one. First of all, he needed some time. He
1: gets a couple months. He
0: gets a couple months to like chill. He
1: gets to Peggy Bundy it.
0: He gets to Peggy Bundy it. Gets to veg out and like vacuum up
1: His candy wrappers and
0: cigarettes right before Patty gets home so he can get that VCR.
1: <laughs> Sorry, we just watched Married with Children, so it's fresh on the brain.
0: No, that's fresh from the 80s.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? Before you started working from home, that's what I did. What? What? Oh, nothing. But
0: okay. you didn't trick me into it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with I definitely with vacuumed
1: the, up my cigarettes.
0: That's good. I'm i I'm saying there's nothing wrong.
1: I'm just kidding. With I don't staying
0: know. <laughs> at home. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm saying the way that Graham went about it, I don't it was think manipulative. That it was,
1: I don't Calculate it. I really don't. I think it was. And Graham has his faults, big ones. I just think here he was being selfish in how he handled this whole situation, making it about him. Yes. But sometimes big moments happen. I know, but sometimes big moments happen and it makes you question how you're living your own life. It reminds you life is short and I shouldn't be spending it doing something I hate if I can do something that I like. There's nothing wrong with realizing that you hate your job and you don't want to do that anymore so you can find something else that you like better. There's nothing wrong with that, but there are plenty of people who hate their jobs, so I get why you're like boo-hoo about that. Yeah. But it's also normal. Sometimes people do change careers. Sure. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying that I think the evidence (laughs) in the episode shows us that it's a family trait, that Angela- (laughs) Got from her father. All right. And they showed us Angela first to then show us what Graham is actually doing.
1: Okay. Okay. I will continue considering this. I'll think about it when I lay down to go to bed tonight. Good.
0: Let's move on.
1: (laughs) Okay. So there's a moment towards the end where Angela is sitting on a brick wall at school and Ricky and Rayanne come running up next to her. You know that girl Angela Chase- that that redheaded girl? Yeah, some redheads. It's out of a bottle. I love that. Out of a bottle. Crimson glow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love the fact that when they order pizza, right, there's this whole section where they're going to order. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. They're going to send out or send for pizza. In the end, for six people, they're getting a large.
1: Right. Patty's like, and get a large. Yeah. Like they're splurging to get a large. Yeah. We both looked at each other like, what? Like
0: one large or three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are the leftovers?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to have leftovers.
0: Exactly. First of all, one pizza is not going to feed six people. It's just not. It's not. Unless everybody just eats one piece. Which is silly. Silly.
1: I mean, unless they have a huge, large pizza with a very big slice of pizza.
0: It's possible because it's a Pittsburgh suburb, right? Yeah. So they might have giant, large pizzas, but then you should probably say extra large.
1: Right. Silliness. But yeah, I never, I've never, i never said send for pizza.
0: No, or send out.
1: Or send out. It doesn't make sense, It right? doesn't. You would order pizza. Yes. We're going to order pizza.
0: Or let's get delivery.
1: Yeah, let's have pizza delivered.
0: Yes. Has anybody that's listening to this ever heard of that phrase outside of this show? Is it a regional thing somewhere? Could be. Maybe the writer is from Iowa.
1: It had to have come naturally to the writer to yeah. say, let's send for pizza. Because
0: it doesn't sound natural. <laughs> to us. <laughs> to us.
1: Well, because that would imply that like you sent Brian Krakow to go pick up pizza and bring it back.
0: Right. That makes more sense.
1: Yes. But sending like you could say send for, you know, Chipotle now via Uber Eats and then the the Uber Eats driver goes and picks it up and brings it back to you. But with pizza, the person that's delivering it is already at the pizza shop. Right. So it doesn't make sense.
0: You're going to send a phone call for pizza. (laughs) Send it. (laughs) Send it.
1: All right. So this moment is after Kyle has finally called Sharon and she immediately ditches Brian. Brian, who's been by her side, hanging out with her. She doesn't want him to leave. It's caused Angela to be jealous a little bit Mm -hmm. because she just doesn't understand it. And after Kyle calls, Brian just leaves. He's not hungry anymore because this is when they've ordered pizza. Of course, everybody ends up leaving. Nobody's hungry to even eat the pizza.
0: Yeah. Listen, in the end, it was a good call by Patty because one was enough.
1: Well, now they'll have leftovers. <laughs> yes, they <will. laughs> I'm sure Angela would go in and eat some. Though. She would
0: <laughs> probably take like four slices because up to her bedroom she,
1: because she was hungry. hungry. So anyway, Angela is aware that Sharon was using him and she knew that it would hurt Brian. And she tells Sharon that they have an argument about it. And then she goes out and finds Brian working on his bike by the road at night because Brian is always outside at night. You notice this?
0: Typically with his bike. Yeah. Or just waltzing around.
1: Just hanging out.
0: I go in at night. <laughs> and as a kid, I went in. At night.
1: As a kid, it's like if the streetlights came on, you got to go in and he's yeah. hanging out under the streetlights. Right. But we've seen his parents do not care. They don't. They go out of town on cruises and leave him behind.
0: Right. Defend for himself. d Hays. Yes.
1: Do you know I've had a couple people recently message me saying that they now use dehaze in their everyday <laughs> vernacular? Do they? Yeah. Trendsetters, we are. Well... Oh, I'm Yoda, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Trendsetters we are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you get D-Hay, though?
0: That's uh, from McNair. It's a McNairism.
1: Oh, McNair's a trendsetter.
0: He is. I don't think he invented it.
1: Oh, I wonder where he got it from.
0: No telling. I bet you, Australia.
1: Australia, mate.
0: Australia.
1: (laughs) All right. And Brian's just saying, you know, like, uh, she was just looking for anybody to comfort her. And Angela says, no, that's not true. It doesn't work with just anyone. I mean, some people, I mean, I think she needed you. And Brian says, why? And Angela says, because of certain ways that you are. And then they have this really intense stare. They did. Angela even gets like a little smirk on her face. It's a look that we haven't seen her give him. Nope. And Brian, of course, can't just leave it there. He has to dig further because he really likes Angela. And so he's like,
0: what, did you give this thought or something? Brian, go
1: inflate your tire. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you that look that she gives him. I see it so clearly now. Back then, I was just like, eh, like, give me more Jordan Catalano, yeah. you know,
0: get out of here. Not Jordan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but something definitely and you said it, too, and we've talked about it before, but something definitely would have gone down with them in season two Absolutely. or even this season. If they had let it play out, right, it got canceled before the season even ended.
0: Don't so remind me. <laughs> I wish we could get us all together, the whole community, put our heads together and write the ending of this show and film it.
1: Yeah. I we mean, need there, Angela,
0: we there need a was Jordan.
1: A, there was a book that
0: had a- I don't want the book. I want to see it.
1: <laughs> we're going to act it out?
0: Yeah. I want to put it, you know, on television.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can do that. I want to finish it. <laughs> it
0: makes me so mad.
1: It makes all of us <laughs> mad. Oh. The petitions, the letters back in the day, they didn't work.
0: Oh, ABC is lucky that social media didn't exist back then. They They would have gotten shredded and it would have finished.
1: It would have. Or would have gone to another station. It would have picked up by Netflix.
0: Yes. Netflix (laughs) would have completed it, added one more season and then canceled it. Yeah. (laughs) So my final favorite moment, when Ricky calls out both Angela and Rayanne for the stuff they've been doing in this episode. Look. We all know what's going on around here, okay? Which is that you are jealous. What? And you, you are totally flipped because Rayanne finally did something nice for once in her life. Hey. Which she did by taking Sharon to go visit her dad. And now both of you just want to be sure that you both still are friends. Which you are. So shut up.
1: (laughs) I mean, really, I think an underlying theme for the whole episode is jealousy. It is. I mean, I guess not not the whole episode, but like Angela is jealous that Sharon is getting all this attention and Brian's hanging out with her and ran and Ricky and Tino took her to the hospital and she didn't go. And Rayanne's jealous because Sharon's staying at Angela's house and Brian's jealous because Sharon's staying at Angela's. And it's just this, you know, Ricky's the, the constant who's He's
0: the constant
1: who's just sees what everybody's doing.
0: Yes. But I thought it was fun because they then both chase him down the stairs and ran's like let's kill him
1: ah. <laughs> say your prayers vasquez it's so good <laughs> it that's, is it's a really cute moment so this was the moment that i was referring to earlier about the flashback of Ryan and angela as kids now angela comes into sharon's bedroom and they finally say everything they've been wanting to say to each other my father almost died and you were the only person who didn't even seem to care People I barely knew were were coming up to me, all, like, concerned. and and You you acted like you barely even knew me. I know. I know I acted like that. I just didn't know what else to do. I knew I was the last person on Earth you wanted to deal with. You were the only person I wanted to deal with. I wanted to talk to you, too. It just seemed like you wanted to... Help from everyone but me. I was really scared. I was too. The two of them are so good at those emotional scenes where they both start crying. They are. While they're talking, you know? And then we get the call back because Sharon says, I know we have different friends now. But sometimes I miss you so much. Me too. It it really... And Angela gives her her hand and says, squeeze my hand as hard it hurt? And then they cry and hug. They do.
0: Such a little moment.
1: And they both know, like, they remember that special moment from when they were kids. And right. it just, it's a good moment. It actually makes me emotional right now. Yeah. So there is good in Angela. She just had to work through it.
0: She did. There is, she's like, <laughs> Darth Vader.
1: I feel like you're tearing Angela apart this
0: episode. I did lay into Angela a little bit. Now, listen, it was a hot take, mostly to be funny. Angela is not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Right. Right. I don't know that Graham was actually that calculated. I just think it's fun to think about.
1: <laughs> it is. No, I, I like your take on it.
0: <laughs> I hope it's the first time anyone's ever contemplated that about Graham. Could be. Could be.
1: I know it's not the first about Angela because I no. have seen people talking about how they can't stand Angela.
0: <laughs> can't stand Angela. Yeah. Well, listen, I think they're wrong.
1: I mean, they have the right to their opinion.
0: She's a very well-written character. As a reflection of what people, myself even, what I was like at that age. Yeah. I think it's spot on.
1: Right. But there are also people who were like Sharon and people who were like Ryan Sure. And those people are probably the ones that get annoyed by Angela. Yes. <laughs> I definitely related to Angela a lot. Angela, Angela and Sharon, actually, to a degree. But I can see where she's annoying sometimes, you know? But also when I was 15, I wasn't reflective in that way, thinking about how I was thinking selfishly.
0: I think it's accurate because we were annoying.
1: Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like
0: a lot of the stuff that I did, when I think about it now, I'm like, man, you were really annoying.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what's funny? I went to our niece's soccer game the other night. Yeah. And now I don't feel this way about her. Right. I don't see any annoying qualities in her. I think she's amazing. But sitting there, a bunch of guys came and were sitting with our nephew and her boyfriend was sitting there. Yeah. Right. So really, her boyfriend was sitting with with our nephew, being a good yeah boyfriend who was sitting with his girlfriend's family or whatever. But then all the guys from the soccer team, because he's on the soccer team, came and were sitting with them. And so I was like eavesdropping on their conversations. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, they're so dumb. Yeah. But bless them. Oh, bless them. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, I I just try to remember what it was like sitting amongst those conversations when I was that age and I didn't think it was weird. Yeah. Well, sometimes I probably did still think it was dumb listening to a bunch of my guy friends. Yes.
0: Right. We're being obnoxious and stupid. Right. Probably on purpose or or at least partially on purpose.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I mean, people could probably listen in on our conversations now and think that.
0: Yeah, like maybe a 70-year-old is like, wow, they're so dumb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe people listening to this podcast think that. I they don't know.
0: might. Listen, to, they hear my gram hot take and be like, that guy's dumb. <laughs> they're like, well, maybe it could be true. Maybe I'm still dumb.
1: Never. Okay, and my final favorite moment from the episode, it's at the end. We get this Angela voiceover.
0: There's so many different ways to be connected to people. There are the people you feel this unspoken connection to, even though there's not even a word for it. There's the people who you've known forever, who know you in this way that other people can't, because they've seen you change. They've let you change.
1: I just felt like this was so true and so relatable when she says the thing about how there are people that you feel this unspoken connection to, even though there's not even a word for it. And they showed her walking by Jordan and the way he's staring at her. Mm -hmm. Just this, you know, of course, she's romanticized that whole thing. But I've been there. (laughs) You know, I know it's like, oh, there's no label, but there's definitely something going on here. And then when she's talking about the people that you've known forever, they know you in a way that other people can't because they've seen you change. They've let you change. And it's true. Like, there's just something different that you have with the people that have known you the longest. The ones that you still love, you've both moved apart, whether physically or emotionally. And as long as nothing bad has happened between you, right? And there's no like bitterness there, you still root for each other. And you probably always will have those moments in your life where when you see each other again, it's like you've never spent a day apart. Like I feel like that about like my friend Kim, who I grew up with one house over mm-hmm. from me, last saw her at our wedding. But, you know, we don't talk all the time. We occasionally will send each other messages and stuff. But like, I just feel that way about her. I love her so much. And there would never be a moment that if she wanted to talk to me or see me, like I would never not do that. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. And even though she hasn't been there physically for my everyday life and I haven't been there, you know, in hers, I just still feel like, I don't know. There's just something special about that. Absolutely. Even though like you may feel closer sometimes to friends that you've made in your 20s or 30s, it's just different.
0: It is. I mean, I have one of those as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I I get it. It's like, I don't see that individual as much as I used to, but, you know, the core of our friendship remains.
1: Right. So I liked that our 15-year-old Angela (laughs) could be introspective in that way and appreciative of those relationships in that way. Yeah. So stop hating on her, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I kid. So least favorite moments. I feel like you mentioned a couple of yours already, but we definitely both had a mutual one. Yes. And it is? The, the print, print Shop. shop.
0: I, Everybody's favorite.
1: I hate every scene where they're at the Ugh. freaking printing press. Ditto. <laughs> I don't care. I don't, I don't care about care.
0: it. Move along.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another least favorite moment I have, Patty seducing Graham in the hospital. Like she takes him into a closet and starts going at it. Right. And it's like. To me, because it was like that was her response to her emotions of like not wanting to lose him. Yeah. It was right after Camille had said to her, like, because Camille had finally broken down about her husband because she had kind of not been able to cry yet. Yeah. And she's finally just like... I'm not like you, Patty. I can't live without him. And she's like, what does that mean? You're not like me. And I think she's just saying, you know, like Patty is pretty independent. Yeah. She'd be okay without Graham. And it Mm -hmm. made Patty feel like, I don't know if it made her feel like she had something to prove or just made her realize she doesn't want to lose Graham. But either way, she comes and pulls him from the payphone to like a janitor's closet. And she's like seducing him.
0: Yeah. She definitely did not read the room.
1: No. And he kisses her for a minute. And then he stops her. Because he's got to go make a phone call right. and leaves. The whole thing is awkward. It
0: is very awkward. First
1: of all, as a kid, it was awkward to see this scene between them. But maybe it's because it made me think of, like, not wanting to see my parents in a moment like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then even as an adult, I don't relate to that moment. No. Just because I just feel like that was an odd response.
0: It was right. Like I've never felt that type of emotion that she felt in that type of setting. Like it is the furthest thing from quote unquote, your mind or Graham's mind here. Right. As far as like what your focus is on. So it was a different response from her.
1: Yeah. I try to put myself in her shoes of like, well, why was she feeling like this? And I'm just like, well, I've had friends, sadly, who have lost Significant others. And of course, it makes you think like how you don't want to lose your partner, but also it doesn't, it just didn't make, I mean, no judgment if anyone else has had that response. Emotions, each their own. Emotions are vast, right? It's different for everyone, but just the scene has always made me feel uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that was the intention. So it was well acted and well written. True. (laughs) (laughs) Patty, make out with Graham. Graham, don't want to make out.
1: (laughs) Well, and it's like, that's your wife. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was more weird that they didn't talk about it. Yeah. You know, even like later when they got home, like, hey, I know that was a strange moment in the closet.
0: Right. Like, oh, my bad.
1: (laughs) And then maybe like explain he should explain to her why he walked away. Exactly.
0: (laughs) I did put in my least favorite moments, a parent heavy episode.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I had mentioned this before, but when Graham's like not even making eye contact with Patty and saying, like, I have to get out of this house and he just leaves. Yeah. Or you could just tell your wife how you're feeling and maybe, you know, I need some alone time. I mean, he did tell her because she kept bringing up. She kept trying to talk to him about that stupid account. Yeah. And he didn't want to talk about it. But at the same time, I just want to be like, just tell her why you don't want to talk about it. You right. know what I mean? Like, a
0: little communication. Right. Where people actually like in reality, I think that would have blown up into a big fight because he would have said, shut up about the opportunity, about the job, about the print shop. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she would have lashed back out at him, all that kind of stuff. Of
1: course, I guess like she really didn't pick up on his vibes of asking her to stop. Right. And saying he didn't want to talk about it. So I'm not saying he didn't have a right to be annoyed with her in that moment.
0: No, I I completely feel like he was justified in being annoyed. I just feel like he in reality, I feel like somebody maybe I'm just putting myself there. Mm -hmm. At that point, I would have. Probably gotten upset about it because, well, let's put you in Patty's position there. You have not read my emotions at all. And you will not stop about this one thing while I'm focused on something completely different.
1: Right. The difference is that you wouldn't have left the
0: house. No. You might
1: have left the room. Right. You might have said, I need some time alone and gone to a different room. Yes. But- The leaving of the house part, I don't like.
0: Yeah. And like, maybe that's somebody's reaction, but I feel like in reality, most people would have said something right there. That's it. I don't feel like that was overly realistic. I feel like that was a TV moment where somebody probably would have said something right there. Yeah. And then left. Like,
1: you're not hearing me, (laughs) you know, like go a little further with it. I'm not saying, because he did tell her several times, I don't want to talk about this. Yes. And she just kept, kept at him. Yeah. We already touched on the Angela, <laughs> the selfish Angela stuff. Yes, but there was one line when she's yelling at Sharon because Sharon's like, "I can't believe you can't even be nice to me in a moment like this." And Angela yells at her, "Why do you even need me to be nice to you since everyone else in the world is?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, not a good luck, Angie. Nope. Or as Patty would say in that one episode, Angie.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> random. I
1: All right. So fashion.
0: I had nothing here.
1: Pete's got a big blank.
0: Well, I didn't see anything that I hadn't called out previously.
1: Yeah. I saw a few new things. Yeah. So Sharon is wearing this black velvet choker with a heart hanging off of it. Love a choker look. Ryan had a good choker on later too. Yep. Sharon's got this argyle sweater over a floral dress. And then later in the episode has an argyle sweater vest that has a floral back over a floral button down. So that was the way they were styling her a lot. Argyle plus floral equals Sharon. At the hospital, it's a background actor, right? But there's a lady at a payphone who's got like a big denim jacket or shirt on and a French braid.
0: Oh, I didn't see that.
1: Very 90s. Sharon's plaid backpack, of course. I may have already mentioned that one, but just in case. Rayanne has this camo bodycon dress, which is just like a really tight fitting short dress yeah, with like purple tights and this big green jacket. I always love when Ryan does the skimpy bottom layer and then like big stuff on top of it. Yeah. Jackets and sweaters and shirts and stuff on top of it.
0: Did people start trying to copy her at all? Because I don't feel like that was the style of the time. I mean, I saw it
1: in magazines and stuff.
0: I mean, in like reality, did you ever see anybody that eccentric But still, like, together. I've said before, I don't know how people put her outfits specifically together, but they do, and they just work as far as being, like, this thrown together but still awesome look. Yeah. Did you see anybody? I never noticed anybody with that level of style in person. Not really. Okay.
1: I don't recall, like, in my school, anybody dressing that cool. Right. Like, my friend group was more of, like, preppy look. Yeah. I mean, not totally preppy, but on the edge, I guess. I don't know. And then there were people in my school that dressed, like, goth. Yeah. But I don't recall. I mean, maybe occasionally somebody would wear, like, a tight dress with a big something over it. But it wasn't, like, a Rayanne look. It was okay. still different. I okay. Don't know. And then the last one, and I think we've seen the purple dress before, but Angela's got the long purple dress on with the combat boots and the big jacket and shirt. We just see her walking down the hall at school and she just looks so cool. I just love it. Yeah. That's all I got for fashion.
0: All right. So signs of the time. So my first one here, it's not exactly like of that time. For me, but maybe just a little bit before, but waking up at somebody else's house on a school day was always very odd and discombobulating. It would just always felt so different, right? Yeah,
1: because you have a routine that you're used to, even though you might not even think about it as a routine, it's a routine.
0: And like, you got to wake up at a different time. And like you said, there's a whole other routine about like what they do for breakfast. Yeah, you're seeing your
1: friend's routine. Yeah, Yes.
0: It's like, oh, you got to fight for the shower and yada, yada, yada. Like Mm -hmm. my parents went away for a week. And so I had to stay with my best friend and his family. And so I got, you know, into their routine. Yeah. And it was just so odd in the beginning.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a, a unique feeling. Yes. For sure. I don't really recall that happening with me. No, Mm-mm. I think if there was ever a time that like my parents weren't around, what, what?
0: Just now, had a memory come back to me of that that stay and something that happened.
1: What happened?
0: My he's my,
1: cracking up. So I my friend's
0: older brother, who was a senior at that point, and I think well, I was in ninth grade and Josh was in eighth grade, I believe.
1: Oh, you're older than Josh?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm one year ahead of him school. in school. Oh, yeah, okay. we're very close in age, gotcha. but uh, he was taking a shower. And so Josh is like, here, go dump this cup of water on him. <gasps> so, ice cold cup of water. Jason's his brother. Jason had the door open, so he, he never heard it coming. And I go in there and I dump the water on him <laughs> and run away. Jason runs out nude. <gasps> And chases us in the nude (laughs) around the house. It was ridiculous. It was the the scariest thing ever because he was naked. (laughs) I absolutely no did not.
1: no penis no. <laughs> I,
0: I did not contemplate him coming out of the shower whilst naked. You
1: never thought about how he might be naked in there.
0: No, I just didn't think. <laughs> I, I didn't think he would have the "quote unquote" balls to come out and chase us around. News. He
1: did enough to even show you.
0: Yes, it's a family of boys, and I guess you know. In a family of boys, that's what you do. In a family of girls that yeah, I was from, right. other than my little brother, but, you know, mostly girls. Yeah. We didn't do that. We didn't chase each other around the house naked. <laughs> it, was, it was something I, I mean, obviously I'll never forget.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's memorable. <laughs> it was. Scarring even.
0: Scarring. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Listen, he was in the moment. He wasn't caring that he was, he didn't ha- want to take the time to wrap a towel around him.
0: He did not. Now he did stop short of running outside. Uh, just because it was cold out, though. But oh,
1: so is that what you guys did? You yes, ran outside to we, lose him?
0: Yes. We that's sprinted smart. outside as he I mean, he was fast, too. He was getting close. And we <laughs> slammed one of the doors and blasted right through the door. <laughs> then we got outside.
1: <laughs> if you just heard a banging sound? Pete's talking with his hands I and he was. hit the laptop. I hit it's the okay. laptop.
0: It's on me. It's on me, that one. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry.
1: Oh, that's great. I was trying to think if I had a moment like that where I stayed with a friend and went to school the next day. I don't feel like like I used to go when I was in middle school. My dad used to drop me off at my friend Leah's house and I used to sit in the kitchen with her mom and chat until Leah and her brother were ready and we went to school. Um, So I saw a little bit of their morning routine, but it wasn't like I don't recall like spending the night and going to school with them. I probably did. I just don't remember.
0: It would happen a lot after church. Mm. There was a couple friends like Josh didn't go to my school, so that was just a special situation because my parents were out of town. Yeah, but I had a few friends at my school where you would have to get a pass to ride their bus because you weren't supposed to be on their bus. And right. It was a, a few different school systems, but uh-huh. um, we all went to the same school, so you know it would be fine for me to spend the night there and go to school with them hmm. the next day. So I'd I'd see it with a few friends.
1: Yeah, my mom worked at my elementary school, so I just feel like. She was always going there. And yeah. I, I think if there was ever a time that like they, my parents were out of town it w- or weren't going, my mom wasn't going to work. It would have been like a funeral or something. And I would have been out of school anyway. Mm. So I don't, I don't recall.
0: I don't remember where my parents went.
1: A mission trip or something?
0: I think it was. Yeah. Like Indonesia or something like that. I can't remember.
1: <laughs> okay. So this one, maybe you can help me out with this. I don't ever remember going to a hospital and seeing the TV's. Like the monitor set up where you could see patients laying in their beds. You
0: can't do that. I mean, I know you can't do that now because of HIPAA regulations.
1: Right. That's what I was thinking, but I didn't know if they did it back then.
0: Here's the thing. I didn't go see people in the hospital that much. I was in the hospital a couple of times. Yeah. But
1: I did go, but I don't think it was a lot of like waiting room stuff. Yeah, I just remember being able to go in the room and visit, but I didn't know that was a thing.
0: I don't think it was. I honestly don't. But I don't remember for sure. So I'm not going to go out on a limb and say it didn't happen. Yeah.
1: Well, if anybody knows, if anybody ever saw the monitors in the hospital where you can actually see the patients laying in their bed, yeah. let us know.
0: Let us know. A small thing I noticed, it was like the alarm clock from that time.
1: I wrote mine down too. And then I saw you had it. So I took it off. <laughs> yes.
0: I don't. I think it was a GE, probably a GE probably, alarm clock.
1: Yeah.
0: Everybody had it.
1: Oh, yeah. My parents had it. I still remember being able to hear it from my room. Yep. So loud. My dad had it. I hate that sound so much. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Awful.
1: It's the worst. I mean, it woke
0: you up though, right? Yeah. Probably still would now.
1: Yes. And still make me angry probably. Yes.
0: Absolutely angry.
1: I've even seen like some nostalgia pages. Sometimes, you know, they'll do little videos where it's sounds from the 80s or 90s. And I've seen those and I immediately scroll past it because I don't want to hear it.
0: Like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a pleasant memory.
1: (laughs) This I thought was interesting when Camille tells Patty that they gave her husband some Xanax. She's like, now we just need to get you some. And I just didn't. First of all, I didn't know what Xanax was back then. Sure. Right. But is that something they would have given to a heart patient?
0: I don't think so. But again, I'm not a doctor.
1: <laughs> it just seemed, it caught me off guard. Like, she's yeah. like, yeah, they gave him some Xanax. I'm like, he just had a heart attack. Yeah, you and wouldn't like think they would. they're like monitoring him. And right. I mean, I know that it relaxes you, but like-
0: Are there any doctors in the audience that could uh, lend some guidance <laughs> is here? Is that
1: something they would have given to a heart patient?
0: Our medical opinion is they wouldn't.
1: Right. Like, were the writers just throwing out the name of a pill? That um, would have relaxed Patty.
0: Was it sponsored? By Xanax. Was that, yeah, product placement.
1: <laughs> Xanax
0: fixes everything.
1: I mean, if Xanax wants to sponsor us, <laughs> I'm here for it.
0: Because so, so we'll take sponsorships, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a brand deal I yes. can get behind. <laughs> this I thought was just relatable, not really a sign of the times, but there's a moment where Patty and Camille are in the waiting room and- They basically get the giggles. Yeah. They just start cracking up over the nurse blaming Camille for his heart attack because of her sexual commands. And they just are on one. They're just (laughs) cracking up. And then Graham comes up and he's like, oh, is he okay? And they're like, no. And they're just laughing.
0: He is not happy with them. He's
1: not. But the thing is, is it, it is relatable because when you're going through something like that, there are just so many ups and downs. There are. I mean, I've been at many a funeral from people I'm very close to. That sometimes you start laughing about stuff, you know, it's like. Yeah. And
0: your emotions are kind of raw. Right. At that point, like everything's kind of raw. So like you're going to be really sad or you're going to be, you know, you're going to easily laugh and not have full control over everything.
1: Right. You're also probably delirious because of exhaustion at that Mm -hmm. point as well. Yeah. Probably had a lot of hospital coffee.
0: Yes. Just not any good.
1: No. (laughs) Especially in the 90s. No. No. Next up, when Jordan Catalano is hanging out under the bleachers, which we see him do a couple times over the series, but this is not something I did when I was in high school, but it reminded me of when I was a kid and we would go to the high school football games when my sister was in high school and my friends and I would just be like in the middle of the game, just running around under those bleachers and it felt magical.
0: Oh yeah. Did the same thing at hockey games. Yeah. Because my dad was a hockey coach mm-hmm. and, you know, I'd be under the bleachers. But it was such a distinctive sound under there yes. like when somebody's like walking up. Yep. Because those were metal bleachers. Uh-huh. So that's Same. what it would sound like. And you're just – it's like a big jungle gym under there, Yes. Right? It was so much fun. And
1: you'd see like other kids from school down there. Yeah. Probably saw some scary older teenagers smoking and, you know.
0: <laughs> All sorts of things. It was this whole – Community. It was like
1: another society.
0: (laughs) The people under the stairs. Uh,
1: (laughs) And that actually also remembering doing that when my sister was in school, it reminded me too of my friends and I, we would go stand outside the fence. In front of the cheerleaders and we knew their cheers. And so we would like stand there facing them doing the cheers with them.
0: Yeah. Did they like that?
1: I don't know. I mean, I did think they, they notice were probably it? smiling and, you know, it's a very blurry memory because it uh, just came to me Okay, when I was thinking about running under the bleachers. Yeah, But I, I wonder if that's. What got me into wanting to do my rec cheerleading. Maybe. (laughs) Could be. You know, because I was like, I love this. I want to be a cheerleader. And it felt like something I could do because I could memorize their cheers and do it along with them. And I wanted to be them because they looked so beautiful to me. right? And like I've said millions of times, I used to pour over my sister's yearbooks looking at all the girls just wanting to be them. Yeah. You know. Anyway, fun memory. Yes. Next up. Just the fact that they only had cash for pizza, mm-hmm. they didn't have money because Graham didn't leave them any money, and everybody that came to the house, they were asking if they had money. Brian had cash, but then Patty came home and gave them money, but gave you know, them a twenty. Yeah, just the days that you cash had to only. you had to be able to hand your delivery guy a wad of cash.
0: Yeah, and I remember my dad used to tell me how much tip to give. Yes. Give them two bucks, junior.
1: That used to stress me out the having to give them the tip like right there. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, it didn't stress me out.
0: I felt very (laughs) confident. Everything
1: stresses me out. I was
0: very confident about my tipping abilities. (laughs) Of course, my dad told me what to do. Right. And I could count dollars to do that. Now the change.
1: (laughs) That's a problem. Variable. Yes. (laughs) You and I had this conversation, I think it was when Sharon was on the phone, but it was a phone with a cord, but it had the push button, so it wasn't the rotary. But we were just talking about how I can still remember how the phone felt, how the buttons felt, the cord, and how we would wrap it around our fingers. And you mentioned, like, doing it so tight that it cut off your circulation, and I can still see the little white bits of my skin. Yes. Between the cords, yeah, because you just squeeze the crap out of them. It's like, did we all do this?
0: Oh, absolutely! Like you'd wrap it up, and then your finger'd be all red, and then you'd squeeze like all the blood out of it. Yes, <laughs> Until it was white. Yes, and you let it go to be like
1: whoosh. Yes, <laughs> that's the best. Like, what it do is. what do kids do now? What do they tie around their? I guess their hoodie strings. They'd probably hoodie tie strings, around their yeah. fingers. Yeah,
0: while they're chatting, niamming.
1: <laughs> nope.
0: While they're messaging,
1: snapchatting.
0: Well, I mean, like, you know, they, they'll they do the texts, they'll do the TikToks, they'll do their Snapchats.
1: Yes. Did you say instant messaging? That's why I, I was confused. You're, I, I thought you were saying they were, on, <laughs> they were on AIM.
0: That's <laughs> D- AOL instant messenger. There's everything else is I'm-ing. an instant messenger.
1: They're DMing. DMing. Yeah.
0: Look at you. So hip.
1: <laughs> That's not hip. That's been around for a long time. It's
0: hip, man. <laughs> I still say I am me.
1: You say I am me?
0: I do. Actively.
1: That's hilarious. Mm. (laughs) But wait, is that because you're in a chat like at work?
0: Yes. But then also I don't say DM, I say PM.
1: Yeah. Private message. Yeah. I don't
0: ever say DM.
1: Yeah. I always say DM, but I've had people say PM to me.
0: Mm. That I think is more of a Reddit thing.
1: Yes. I think so. Yeah. And then the last thing I have written down, when Angela goes to see Sharon in her bedroom, Sharon is sitting in the bed listening to her cassette Walkman and Angela's like, what are you listening to? And Sharon's like, a group you probably hate, <laughs> which I thought was funny yes. and relatable. And then I was trying to guess what group I thought Sharon might be listening to. Maybe it was Boys to Men.
0: Yes. I feel like it was something poppy.
1: It had to have been.
0: Yes. Because if it was edgy, first of all, Angela would already know it. Right. And she'd love it.
1: Yeah. Angela was listening to like porno for pyros and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So it was probably, could have been like all for one. Sade. Could have been. Well, no, she said a. She said a oh, group.
0: group, yeah.
1: I'm telling you, it was probably like, I swear, by all for one. SWV. Oh, could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Angela would not have liked SWV.
1: No, Sharon was like. In a day, it
0: so <laughs> all right, my final thing. This to me is a sign of the time because Sharon was so upset about her father and how Angela was treating her that she just had to spend the night in her own bed. And it just so happened (laughs) to be right after she reconciled with Kyle.
1: Yes, she had left to go hang out with Kyle and then Camille calls Patty and she's like, I just wanted to thank you for letting Sharon stay with you, you know, but she needed time to herself tonight. And I never actually picked up on that in the past, but we both picked up on it. We're like, oh, that's because Kyle's with her.
0: Sharon, also an opportunist. (laughs) Yep. That's the true message of this episode. (laughs) Opportunists. (laughs) (laughs) Opportunists. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the episode wasn't all bad.
0: It was not. It was a very interesting episode in the end.
1: <laughs> we had a lot to say. Yes. I mean, how many minutes are we in?
0: We are an hour and 36 minutes what?
1: into this. Oh, no.
0: This is twice the length of the episode itself.
1: And this isn't even, I mean, this is longer (laughs) than like the episode that we just did that I I love. I know. We're just talky. We're very talkative today.
0: We did have some good stories that we've shared. We did have a show and tell in the beginning. So, you know, we had some extra bits and bobs.
1: Bits and bobs. And with that.
0: We bid you adieu.
1: (laughs) So long. Farewell. I'd like to to taste
0: oh wait oh, what does she say she wants to taste her first champagne
1: and she's like yes
0: yes no
1: no <laughs> the sun has gone to bed and so must I. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> okay see
0: ya bye <laughs> And midlife crises. Midlife yeah. crises. crises. <laughs> yeah, let cut that. <laughs> crises. <laughs> Do you want more than one breakfast? Yes, I'll have my breakfasts, please. <laughs> <laughs> we bid you adieu.
1: I almost said the same thing. Uh,
0: let's say it at the same time.
1: No, it's it's not as good that way.
0: <laughs> you say it. No. by the light of the moon.